Welcome to the Fueled AF podcast, where we educate you on ways to fuel your mind, body, and soul. We're your hosts, Alex and Avery. Now let's jump in. What is up, you guys? Happy Friday. Welcome back to another Fueled AF episode. We are so pumped to be chatting with you guys today. Um, We have a really fun topic. Um, We're just going to be basically chatting up all things workouts, um, specifically kind of addressing the question of what type of workout should you be doing for your goals? What's the best way to get there? Um, We know that there's a ton of information out there and um, definitely some things that aren't necessarily the best things to do. So we wanted to kind of break down how exactly you should be training. Um, Anything you want to add before we jump in, Alex? Well, I think that, I think that you hit the nail on the head. I I know that when I first started, I I say no, and then I proceed to say something. Um, But I know when I first started kind of like getting into working out and stuff like that, we've talked about this on past podcast episodes, but, you know, I started with like swipe workouts and like, you know, just kind of following Pinterest workouts and things like that, that I'd see online. And so we thought that this would be a really good episode to kind of just nail in like, Hey, what are your goals? And here's really like the training you should be doing and the reasons behind why this is the Mm -hmm. benefit training for whatever your specific goals are. So yeah, we're super excited for this episode. Yes, exactly. Um, so hopefully if you're feeling a little bit confused about what you should be doing, if you're doing the right things, maybe you're struggling to see progress. Um, we hope that this episode will kind of guide you in the right direction and give you some answers. Um, so we're going to go ahead and dive right in. The first kind of main thing to think about when trying to answer this question of what should my training look like? What kind of workouts should I be doing is identifying your goals. Um, and that can be a lot of different things. You could have a lot of different goals. Um, some typical ones, body fat loss, which is definitely a goal for a lot of people. Um, maybe your goal is really focused on gaining muscle or, um, trying to get stronger. Um, maybe you have more of like a performance-based goal. So maybe you're training for like a specific sport or a marathon or something like that. Um, maybe there's like an event that you have coming up. So tons of different kind of goals, but that's a really important one to kind of nail down, um, because that's ultimately going to determine what your training looks like. You need to make sure that your training is appropriate for what the end goal is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, um, like Avery said, these are definitely more of just the common ones, but you guys are going to probably not be too shocked to hear what we have to say about like what kind of training goes into a lot of these goals. Um, but yeah, let's kind of dive into that. So luckily for most of them, they all really do kind of aim toward the same style of training, which is resistance training, which might also be known as strength training or lifting weights. So all three of those mean the same thing. Um, literally for all of these, I would say that strength training is beneficial for literally every goal that we listed above, where you want to tone up, get in shape for a trip, lose body fat, gain muscle, whatever it is. Um, obviously there are like, okay, if you're trying to train for a marathon, which I had in the past trained for a half marathon, um, it will differ a little bit. I know that Avery, you put on here that like, you do definitely still have room to do both, whether you're weight training or doing cardio. Um, when I was training for a half marathon, I would probably only do strength training like one or two times a week. And then the rest of the week I was, you know, focused on trying to train for my race. So, you know, whether it was running six miles that day or seven miles that day. Um, so it definitely does differ depending on what your goals are, but for the most part, no matter what your goals are, you're going to benefit from resistance training. So we're going to just dive straight into just like the real benefits of resistance training and why it's really important. Do you want to go ahead and dive into that one, Avery? 
Yeah, absolutely. And there's a long, long list. Um, so yeah, we'll go ahead and dive right in. The first one that we have on here, that's super important. I think that people don't really realize how big of a benefit this is, but increasing your BMR, which BMR just stands for basal, but basal metabolic rate, which just basically indicates, or it basically describes the amount of calories that your bur- that your body burns at rest. So if you weren't to do anything, just sit in a chair all day, how much food, um, or how much, how many calories is your body burning just by keeping itself alive? Um, and resistance training impacts your body composition. So the amount of muscle you have on your body, the amount of body fat you have, um, which in turn is going to impact your BMR. So to put it simply, the more muscle you have on your, your body, the more amount of calories you're going to be burning at rest. Um, so it's a huge, huge benefit that most people don't realize. So if I think about when I first started working out and like how much muscle I had then versus now, I obviously have a lot more muscle on my body and I'm able to eat a lot more food just maintaining my weight because I have more muscle mass and my body composition is different. Um, so that's a really, really important one. Second one on here, just basically eating more food. So exactly what I said, you're actually able to eat more food when you have more muscle. Um, I always explain it as like this beautiful circle, like the more muscle you have, the more calories you burn, which means the more food you get to eat, which means the more energy that you're going to have. Like it's literally just like this beautiful little circle. Um, And, you know, people often find themselves restricting or not doing weight training and finding like, Hey, I'm still gaining weight, even though I'm like in a quote unquote calorie deficit. And oftentimes it's because you're not a working on your metabolism, but also putting on muscle mass, which will in turn increase your BMR. But yeah, like you said, eating more food is another really big one that goes with that. I mean, who doesn't want to eat more food? And that's why it is sustainable, which is literally right under that as well. But you know, we we always tell people like, if you're somebody who loves going out to dinner a few times a week, but whenever you decide that it's time to diet, you cut that out and you're like, Hey, I'm not allowed to go out to dinner anymore. Like how realistic is that for you? If it's something you really love doing, maybe it's going out and trying a new restaurant every week. How realistic is it for you to do that for the rest of your life? Probably not very realistic, which is why it's not sustainable. But when you're focusing on resistance training and building muscle, you're allowed to do those kind of things because you're allowed to eat more calories. You're literally burning more calories. Yes, exactly. And I think also when it comes to sustainability, a lot of people, when they are, whatever their goal is, when they have that goal, they kind of go to the extreme with their trainings. So especially with fat loss, I think that people kind of just think to themselves, okay, if I want to lose fat, I do cardio. If I want like quote unquote bulk up or like get really strong or get bulky, I do weights. Like that's just kind of the way people think. And I was actually talking to someone the other day who was saying like, yeah, you know, me and my husband like have gone through this like up and down with our weight loss journey. And she was saying like, yeah, he's amazing. Like he'll just get on the treadmill and just run for five miles. And I was like, how long can he keep that up? Like how long can you get, you know? not as someone who's like training for a marathon, just as someone who's trying to lose weight. And I was telling her like the reason why it's is because up from if you were to focus on like a sustainable strength training program that maybe has a little bit of cardio thrown in, you would be able to maintain that for probably the rest of your life. I mean, yeah. you know, generally speaking. So um really, really important for fat loss as much as people think cardio is like the key to that. Um Okay. Next thing we have on here as a benefit is just improvement in day-to-day tasks in living your life. So this is something I always say to clients, but basically strength training is just getting better at life. So anything that you want to do, whether it's like enjoying taking a hike, hanging out with your kids, bring your groceries inside, 
it's just going to make all of those things easier. And I feel like that's a really big benefit that most people don't really think about when they first start. And then, you know, even if they haven't made a huge transformation in terms of their physique or their body composition, like they'll tell me like, wow, I can, you know, keep up when I'm playing with my kids or I can, you know, not feel super winded when I go up the stairs. Like that's awesome. So um, I think also realizing that there's just so many benefits in terms of quality of life that go beyond what you look like or, you know, how much you weigh, um, you're just going to have a better life. Yeah. Especially to another one that like kind of goes in hand in hand with that is like, as you get older, obviously tasks mm-hmm. get harder and harder. Um, so if you're somebody who's just getting older and you're finding yourself like, Oh man, I used to be able to do this when I was younger and I just can't do that anymore. Strength training is going to be really good just for quality of your life as you get older as well, so that you can still keep up with your normal day-to-day tasks and not have them be so like daunting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Definitely really important for injury prevention as well. Like you said, as you get older and, um, that's a really big reason why a lot of people suffer from like breaking a hip or like things like that, that exactly. Um, or breaking bones really easily, things like that is because they just, their bone density is really suffering. Um, so actually making it as you get older, your body is more likely to lose muscle mass. So really making an effort as you're aging to continue incorporating strength training and eating enough protein, super, super important. Um, what else do we have on here? Um, improved sleep. So another really important benefit and honestly just improved biofeedback in general, I would argue. So things like sleep, digestion, um, stress, mood we have on here. Um, So again, just kind of going towards quality of life things. Um, This is another really big one that I try to remind people, especially if they're kind of like um, frustrated with like their why, like, why am I even doing this? Like, I haven't seen any changes, blah, blah, blah. Um, Which as we all know, it takes time to see changes. It takes time to lose fat. It takes time to gain muscle. Um, But you, you know, for a fact that working out is going to give you more energy. It's going to help you be in a better mood. It's going to help you be more motivated. Um, even after just one workout, that's kind of how I tell, like, that's kind of the instant gratification that I think a lot of people don't get. And they kind of think, okay, I have to do this for years and years before I see anything, which obviously that might be true, but it doesn't mean that you don't benefit from just feel it first. Yeah. Like easily, you're going to feel the benefit before you see the benefit. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's see any other ones that we forgot, Um, prevention or control of any like chronic conditions like diabetes, heart disease, arthritis, back pain, depression, obesity. Um, again, these are really big ones too, just like as overall quality of life, like Avery said earlier. So the list could go on and on like it truly could. Um, yeah, was another one too. So like sex drive and all that. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's definitely, there's so many freaking benefits of resistance training that it's just like, when you read through the benefits, it's almost like silly that more people don't do it because it's like, wow, like there's really no real, like, uh, cons to it. Like it's, it's purely all benefit. I mean, of course, like you have chance of like injury, but also you, the more muscle you have and like, you know, it's going to also kind of reduce injury as well. So it's like, okay, do the, the pros outweigh the a hundred percent. I think it's important to remember also with, cause I think sometimes when people think weight, like lifting weights, they think like, bro, like bodybuilder gym, cut off, you know, which of course there's some environments and like, there's some cultures that that's what's going on. And I'm not trying to hate on that at all, but that doesn't, you know, 
you can find an environment to incorporate strength training that feels comfortable for you. Um, it doesn't have to look like, you know, you being in the middle of a crowded gym, like trying to fight your way through these gym bros. Like there are so many different ways to incorporate it. We have probably like half our clients work out from home um, and still incorporate COVID hit for a whole year. Almost. I was working out from home. You know what I mean? Like it's definitely for each person it can look different, but yeah, it doesn't have to be like, Oh, slinging fucking metal weights in the gym with all my pros, you know, scooping pre-workout. Like it doesn't have to be like that. Of course it can, but uh, it does. It definitely doesn't have to be. I guess the point I'm trying to make is there's a way to incorporate it. That works for you. Yes. Yeah. um, 100%. Um, so this kind of brings us to our next point, which is kind of like workout classes, you know, high intensity workouts, um, to name a few, like orange theory, you know, like climb classes or Legree classes, those kind of things. Um, so we kind of going to talk about those next, because I think those are definitely getting more and more popular, which is awesome. I am such a firm believer. I've said this before on podcasts, you guys, um, I don't shame anybody for the type of workouts that they're doing. The fact that you're being active and working out is amazing, especially if it's something you enjoy doing. I think that that is literally incredible. Um, I literally got started doing high intensity workouts through swipe workouts on Instagram. So like, it's definitely, I'm not like saying like, Hey, you shouldn't be doing these or you should be doing these. I just want to emphasize that before kind of diving into this. Yeah. Um, I think that these type of workout classes are great. If, if you're sprinkling them in, um, they are usually, like I said, just higher intensity workouts, getting your heart rate up, not so much focused on progressive overload and lifting. Whereas like resistance, that's the kind of the whole basis of resistance training, building muscle, all of that. Um, they can be really great for socialization. So if you find yourself like, wow, I literally don't talk to anybody or I'm new to a town and I want to get to know people, it can definitely be good for that. Um, and it can be good for added in cardio. So if you are somebody who, Hey, like I'm maybe entering a cut and I am getting kind of bored of just like running on the treadmill, like maybe trying out some high intensity classes is something that you could do. Um, but I say this like paired with a primary focus of resistance training. Mm-hmm. If your goal is fat loss or building muscle or getting toned up or trying to lose whatever, whatever your goal is, if it's kind of falling in that category, resistance training is what you want to do primarily hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and I think what you, you said something when you were talking about that of like, if that's something you enjoy, that's awesome, which that's, I think such a big thing to remember is that if you find something like, I love this spin class, it just makes my week. I love it. Like go to spin class, enjoy it. Like you don't have to feel like you, you can't do that. And I, that's how I started working out was like going to spin classes and going to different like group fitness classes. And I think that it can be a really good way to kind of start being more active, especially if, you know, there's like an intimidation factor, like going into a group where there's an instructor who's going to tell you exactly what to do and all of that, I think can be really helpful. And there definitely are classes that are more resistance based. Like you think about Legree, Pilates, things like that, they're going to be a little bit less, um, less high impact. They're a little bit more strength focused. Um, but like Alex said, it's a little bit harder to implement progressive overload in those types of classes, because typically every class is going to be a little bit different. And that's, that's the goal is that they want to keep you interested and they want to make sure that you're, you know, getting that variety. You're not quite sure when you walk into class, what you're going to be doing, um, which just makes it harder to progress those over those exercises. Um, so I think that, I think that viewing the classes as kind of like an accessory to your strength training routine is really awesome. Um, And the one other thing I want to say about those is that they can place more stress on the body. If you are training super intensely in the gym, then you're also doing like 
a hit class mm-hmm. doing a bunch of jumping and like those high intensity movements again they're not bad but they might impact your recovery for you know if you're going to lift the next day or something like that so i would just make sure if you are incorporating those types of classes that they are not impacting your other training in a negative way yeah but they and they are fun classes i've done yeah. Spin classes before. I've done um, like a mega form class. I've done bar three before. They're definitely fun. And like, if you're someone too who's maybe like you do strictly strength training and you're like, hey, like I'm just, I need something to like get me excited again. Like trying out one of those classes is fun. Yeah. Well. Like Avery said, they're good to sprinkle in as an accessory to resistance training if your goals are, really are like fat loss and your sustainable lifestyle, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Absolutely. Um, next thing we're going to dive into is talking about cardio more specifically. So obviously we just talked about like more class-based workouts. Um, but I think that cardio is definitely something we get tons of questions about. And when I say cardio, I think in this category, I'm talking more specifically about like a steady state longer period of time cardio. So like getting on the Stairmaster or the elliptical or the treadmill at the gym and just walking for however long. Um, so more like steady state cardio, like I said, rather than an interval training. Um, first thing to say is that there's definitely a place for cardio. I think, especially when it comes to caring about your cardio, cardiovascular health and just your overall health, like keeping up with things that you like to do. Um, but it shouldn't necessarily be the main component of your training, especially if you're not training for something that's cardio based. So if you're training for a marathon, like you said, Alex, of course, you're going to have to run more frequently than someone who isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also cardio, you know, cardio can be a really helpful tool for creating a deficit or pushing past the plateau, or, you know, maybe just working on like getting a little bit more movement in throughout your week. Um, if you have like a more sedentary job, something like that. Um, but ultimately it should be an accessory to your strength training. Yeah. And kind of to go back to something you had said earlier about, you said, um, you know, you were talking to somebody whose husband like runs five miles a day trying. Mm -hmm. So what can happen if you're starting too heavy, too hard with cardio and you're wanting to lose body fat, Mm -hmm. you're going to have to increase that demand. So if you're running five miles a day, at some point you're going to plateau, your body's going to get used to that. And you're, you're going to have a harder time losing extra body fat. So starting off really light is really essential too. Like I know when we have clients who are starting in a deficit, I've talked about this before, but I won't even give cardio right off the gates. Mm-hmm. I'll usually increase a step goal first. Um, and, and cardio is like, like you said, there's a time and a place. It's great to kind of add in once you do hit a plateau, but a big common mistake that we see a lot of people making is they start way too hard with the cardio, like an hour a day or whatever it may look like. And you're going to plateau at that. So is it realistic for you to do even more than that? That's a good question to ask yourself Mm -hmm. Um, because you will at some point need to increase that deficit further to continue to lose body fat. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think it's also important, like, you know, most people that at least that I think start training, strength training, like they don't love cardio, which I think is also like, it's again, sometimes it's a necessary tool that you have to implement, but like, if you don't enjoy running for five miles a day, why are you running for five miles a day? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, um, I was going to say two more things. Number one is that while you're strength training, you're still burning calories and your heart rate is, should be elevated. If you're training with enough intensity, like I get done with a set of squats, I'm I'm, my heart rate is up. Yeah. Um, so just because you're not doing quote unquote cardio where you're on a machine doing like running or something, it doesn't mean that 
you're not improving your cardiovascular health um, or that you're not, that's, I think a big myth that I think for some oh. reason, we, people think that when you're strength training, you're just straight up aren't burning calories. Mm -hmm. You are burning, like you are burning a decent amount of calories. Like if, again, if you're pushing yourself and you're, you're lifting with the right weight and intensity, you're definitely burning calories. And um, in run, like we said, you're increasing your BMR, which is yeah. going to burn even more calories. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I just remember that because, you know, I think people have a, there's a, some sort of misconception that it, you know, because with strength training, there's rest time involved. You're, you're going to sit and not do anything for two minutes while you rest before your next set, you're still, you're still burning calories. Mm -hmm. Um, and then last thing for this section is that if you are doing both, so let's say you have a day where you're going to, you have 20 minutes on the Stairmaster, maybe you're in a deficit and that's part of what you're doing to create that deficit. And you have your, your lifting, your strength training, make sure that you're putting that cardio after your strength training. Um, if you're going to, you know, I always tell clients, feel free to hop on the treadmill for five minutes before to, to warm up. That's fine. But if you're doing like a, you know, a big chunk of cardio after your weights, that way you're prioritizing the energy and the calories your body has for lifting. That takes a lot more intensity. It takes a lot more mental focus. You can kind of do the cardio when you're a little bit more tapped out and you kind of just have to get through it. If that makes sense. Definitely. Yeah. I think that that's a great way to put it. Please. So hopefully that, yeah, that answered your guys's questions when it comes to cardio. Um, again, if that's something you truly enjoy doing, like that's, yes, you can still do that. Even if you're not necessarily trying to be in a deficit, like if it's, you know, I've talked to people before who they're like, I really just enjoy going for a 20 minute run when I get home from work, just to get out and get, you know, maybe you have a sedentary job. I think you talked about this a little mm -hmm. bit. You need to get your steps in for the day and you have a short amount of time to do it. Like that's completely different than what we're referring to in terms yeah. of, like, you know, running five miles a day to try to lose body fat. Yes. And also I know that this, I was thinking about, should we put this on the outline um, in terms of NEAT, which is non-exercise activity thermogenesis, but I think also a big overlooked way to just be healthier and incorporate more movement. It's just just walk, just go outside and walk. Um, it doesn't, again, you're still burning calories. You're still doing something really beneficial, not only for your body, but for your mind. Um, and it's a way that you can actually make really big strides in your health without it being super extreme or unsustainable. So, you know, if it's either like, I have to either go on this five mile run or I'm going to sit on my couch and do nothing, like get up, take a leisurely walk. Seriously. It, it's crazy what walking can do for people. If, if I have somebody who comes to me and they're like, Hey, like, I'm trying to lose weight, but like, I just don't have time to go to the gym right now. I will literally just say like, start prioritizing your steps. Just that's mm -hmm. what I'm going to tell you to do. Just yeah. go walks. Cause like yeah. you said, it's good for your mind, your body. And if you're somebody who has kids or your you yeah. know, spouse or whatever, it can be really great quality time with them. Mm -hmm. uh, there's benefits to that too. Yeah. Yeah. Great time to listen to our podcast. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So we have the next portion, which is okay. Great. You guys have literally sold me. Now I know I want to start resistance training and strength training, lifting weights. How do I get started with that? So we're so glad you asked. Um, luckily for you, we have a super freaking in-depth podcast episode already that goes into how to structure a workout and how to get started with weight training. 
Um, that is in the episode called Beginner's Guide to Getting Started on a Health and Fitness Journey, Part One. That's all about workouts. Part Two talks all about nutrition. So if you guys have, those are easily like, I would say in the top three episodes that we have as far as like giving you guys value. Um, if you haven't listened to those, like immediately after this, you need to, you need to start listening to those because those are really, really great. We give you guys tons of free information there. Um, so yeah, if you want to get more in depth with it, definitely go listen to that, but we're just going to kind of give you a general rundown. Um, before that, we also have an episode on gym anxiety and gym intimidation. So if you're somebody who's like, cool, I want to get into weightlifting, but I've literally never been to a gym before. And the thought of going to the gym makes me want to cry. I have been there like, hello, go into the gym and be like, okay, I don't know what any of this shit does. I'm just going to hop on the treadmill for five minutes and leave. Um, you're not alone. I definitely started there. A lot of people start there. So listen to that episode too, just to get some tips when it comes to kind of, you know, getting over that gym anxiety and starting to kind of progress in your weightlifting journey. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually, if it's okay with you, I'm going to start with this portion at the bottom. Um, in terms of a quick rundown. And like Alex said, we went all over all this in a lot more detail, but just to kind of summarize, um, in terms of how to start strength training, the first thing we always recommend is creating a workout split or a training split, which essentially just means how many times a week are you going to be training? Um, what are you going to be focusing on, uh, on those days? Um, and I think that's actually a really important part of making all this work is really just taking a second to sit down, and ask yourself, okay, how much time do I have throughout the week? What's something that really feels realistic and doable for me? Um, and if you're someone who's going from nothing to I want to work out five days a week, I'm going to stop you right there. I'm not saying I don't think you can do it. I'm not saying I don't I don't think you should do it. Start small. small. Yeah. Start small. Start with something that you feel 90 to 100% confident that you can maintain. Mm-hmm. Um, you can always do more. You can always add in more, um, but it's going to feel really tough to say, I'm going to start with five workouts a week. You're getting three. You feel like you're failing instead of let's aim for three. You get three and you're succeeding. Exactly. Um, so ask yourself how many times you want to work out once you've determined that um, based off that determining, okay, I'm going to do two upper body days, two lower body days, or I'm going to do three full body days, or I'm going to do push pull legs. Mm-hmm. You can always experiment with that lots of different options there. Um, and then from there, I would say going into just planning what your workout's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, so what your warmup's going to be, what kind of movements you're going to do, how many sets, how many reps, um, which that can definitely be like, there's a lot of nuance to that. So definitely go check out that episode we mentioned. Um, and any sort of like cool down yep. stretching afterwards, which is really, really important. Um, and then go do it. Yeah. And that kind of brings us exactly to the next part about like kind of educating yourself on like rep ranges and what kind of exercises to do. Definitely listen to that podcast episode first. Cause we go into like compound movements versus isolation movements, which ones you should do first. Um, but one thing that you put on here too, Avery, which is awesome is like watching videos and form videos. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many freaking times I do this when I start a new split. It's not embarrassing to type into YouTube, hey, how do I do this? And I I will say if you're doing that, I would watch a couple of different videos because mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. people's form is not really correct. So just to get a good gist, watching a few videos of whatever exercise you're trying to do, but there's no shame in that. If you're like, hey, I have no idea how to do a lat pull down, literally go to YouTube and type in how to do a lat pull down and watch some videos on it. There's no shame in that. I still to this day, I've been almost working out for four years. To this day, I will YouTube videos for form and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You had another one too on here, which is really good. Um, yeah. To- so 
once, yeah, I absolutely watch form videos. Also filming yourself and critiquing your own form. So watch that, that video on YouTube, you know, watch a couple. And this is always something that you can do ahead of time too. So like, if you're feeling embarrassed about pulling up, a, which by the way, I see people do this all the time. I've done this before and I don't, okay. You're someone's watching you look at how you can do something right. Like I would be like, cool, that's good for you. But anyways, if, if this is something that makes you nervous, you can always do this ahead of time, which is why it's so important to create a plan. So, okay, here's the exercise I'm going to do. I'm going to do a little bit of research on each one of them. So, okay, I'm doing lap pull downs. How exactly do you do that? Blah, blah, blah. And that way you're a little bit more familiar when you go and do them. But that way, if you film yourself, you can actually compare, okay, here's what my form looks like versus the person who I am watching do it. Um, and I can kind of see, okay, this looks a little off or whatever, or maybe you send that video to, um, a friend of yours who has more experience lifting or, um, to a professional. Um, a lot of gyms have trainers that work there and most of them, I feel like would be pretty open to you just being like, Hey, can you help me with this one thing? I'm not quite sure if I'm doing it right. Um, so that's a really good way to kind of tweak yourself. Um, I'd say when in doubt, like ask for help. Um, yeah. Well, in the front desk, people can even help you if you're yes. not going to work a machine, which I think we talk about in the gym intimidation episode, but that's what they're there for too, is to help you. If you're like, Hey, I don't know how to work this machine. That is literally what they're there for. So ask them like, that's not embarrassing at all. Everybody's a beginner when they get started. Yeah, Everybody starts exactly. the beginning. And I still feel like that sometimes like there'll be an exercise that I've never done before, like a variation of something or like, and I, and I am like, wait, how do I do this again? I have to go back and watch or to try things out and it doesn't work. And so I'm switching things and I feel like an idiot, you know? Um, yeah. So I think it's important to remember that like, just because you, you may have been lifting for a while, it doesn't mean that you're not going to encounter times where you're like, I really don't know what I'm doing. Like, am yeah. I doing this right? This feels weird. So we, we all feel like that sometimes. Um, and you know, the only way that it's going to improve is just by, by practicing and exposing yeah. yourself to that. So yeah. And last thing, you know, when it comes to like asking for help and getting input from a professional, I just have to do a quick plug of online coaching. Um, if you're somebody who listens to all these episodes and you, you like have a bit on the fence with online coaching, we can book a free call together and even just talk, answer any questions that you have about it too. But, um, you know, we're really good when it comes down to like form and working at workouts too with our clients, um, you know, filming workouts, sending form videos, us correcting form that way. Um, just because we're online coaches, I think that's a big misconception is like, oh, well, they, they can't help me with my workouts like yes we actually can mm -hmm. um, so definitely if that's something that's kind of put you off with online coaching there's definitely there's ways that we do all of that so you can always book a free call and we can just chat. Um, yes, that is pretty much everything for today's episode. Um, if you guys still have any questions about these kind of things, or if you're doing like a specific class and you're like, Hey, like this is my goal. Should I be doing this? Like we say this every episode, but Avery and I's DMS are open. You can literally message us anywhere and you know, we can help you out too. We love helping people and impacting lives. So absolutely. Hopefully this guys helped. This helped you guys a little bit, um, go in the right direction in terms of what workouts you should be doing, but thank you guys so much for listening and we will catch you next week. Bye guys. Bye.